Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, today is a, I, I, I can't even say uh, how important this is, what we're going to be talking about today, because this um, determines the future, of our, the future of kids, the future of families, and the future of America. And the sh- title of the show is Schools sell out kids to critical race theory and twisted sex ed. Now, you may well have um, been, become aware of some of the things that relate to this. Uh, I think one of the things, perhaps the only thing that really has come, that's a positive thing that's come out of COVID and come out of schools being closed, is the fact that uh, because there has been remote learning, parents have begun to pay attention more to things that kids are being taught. And it is shocking. If you would have, I mean, you know, when I first started hearing about these things and reading about these things, and I mean, it was like, uh, this can't really be happening in America. So what I'm talking about and what my guests are going to be talking about is um, how schools have been taken over by proponents of um, critical race theory and um, sexual education, sexual, what do they call it, comprehensive sexuality education. You know, doesn't that sound nice? Comprehensive sexuality education. What could be wrong with that? Same thing with critical race theory. Well, critical doesn't sound great, but I mean, it seems like who could be against uh, teaching kids not to discriminate? And who could be against teaching kids um, health, you know, uh, about the body and, and how, you know, don't let strangers touch you and those kinds of things. Well, the names are very deceiving because that's not what this is about. And um, while we've been sleeping, progressive socialist Marxists, uh, like particularly BLM and others, have been hijacking our kids' minds with these tales. Um, what I have been, as I've been exploding about this, um, I have been writing, tweeting about it and writing on other social media, uh, and also talking in the media about it, but in addition to my own show, um, for example, one of the tweets from May 23rd that I did was, uh, another school bites the dust. This is a school Columbia prep students and parents reel after class on porn literacy. This is about a school in Manhattan, $47,000 a year. Uh, the parents are outraged that they were never told students were, being, were going to be shown porn, porn literacy, they called it. So I tweeted, another school bites the dust. Parents discover kids are shown porn and propaganda, urging them to change their sexuality. What does so-called porn literacy have to do with critical race theory? It's all part of woke agenda to destroy traditional family and America. So these are, and then what's, what was a, a later one? Let me see. There was one, um, one recently that really, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, there's another one in Manhattan. It's these private schools in Manhattan are particularly the ones that are, at least the ones that are getting attention. But um, this one was about Dalton, a very expensive private school in Manhattan. Dalton parents enraged over masturbation videos for first graders. First graders. Now, um, let me tell you, in case you don't know or don't remember, you do not have to teach kids how to masturbate. That is something that we are born with. We, we explore our bodies and we figure out what feels good. Okay, so I wrote uh, to that one, Secret sex ed enrages parents, but afraid to be canceled is complained. Same teacher, Justine Ang Font, of misguided porn literacy, she's the same teacher who taught the porn literacy class, also teaches masturbation to first grade. Info is inaccurate and inappropriate. Schools get progressive money if let her teach. Must stop. 
And then last but not least, that's, oh yeah, this one was from uh, yesterday. Um, it was in response to an article called Blue's Clues Pride Parade Cartoon Has Drag Queens Serenading. Popular kids show Blue's Clues has teamed up with drag queen Nina West in a video aimed at celebrating gay pride months. Now, I am not against gays, <laughs> nor against having them have pride, but it's very different when you're teaching kids to become gay if that's not what they are innately, naturally feeling. So I tweeted, from beginning of time, kids came to decisions about sex and sexuality naturally, not by propaganda stuffed down their throat when too young. Mm-hmm. As a psychiatrist who treats kids, I can tell you, agendas invading school and Hollywood are confusing and destroying kids' lives. Okay, so you get the point. <laughs> you get the picture. Very uh, depressing picture indeed, but fortunately, my two guests have the solution. Well, they have the solution, and they have been fighting to, when working um, for years, apparently. I, you know, you, you guys need to become even better known, which I know is what you're trying to do and what, what I'm helping you to do, trying to help you to do, um, because, because uh, it is a big, um, there, is, there are a lot of them, uh, the ones who are paying schools to let them teach these outrageous curriculums. So let me introduce my guests. First of all, April Few, she is the communications director for this organization. Now, this, is, this organization is, has been fighting and helping parents and so on, and they certainly have their work cut out for them. It's called U.S. Parents Involved in Education, U.S. PIE, U-S-P-I-E. And so Angel Few is the communications director of this organization. It's a nonprofit uh, education policy organization. And their mission is to return education to its proper local roots and restore parental authority over their children's education. Um, I'll let April explain it further. And uh, my, also as my guest today is Sandy Tarosian. She uh, was born and raised in California. She's been an instructional aide for 14 years in special education. And her fight for children in public education began in 2013 after watching Building the Machine. Now, I don't know what that is, so Sandy will tell us. And in 2014, she founded Parents Against Common Core. We have heard of Common Core and uh, that we, we, I think we all thought, at least I thought, that that had disappeared. But no, it's just renamed. And they will explain all of this to us. So welcome to the show, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> okay, why don't we start with April, since um, you can, with you giving us background of, of this organization and how you got involved with it, and how many years has it been going? So um, let me just give you a little brief background, and it will explain sure. and answer all your questions. Um, my sure, mother-in-law, sure. she is the president of United States Parents Involved in Education, and when I was in middle school and, and her she youngest made you son... do it. <laughs> Well, hey, I praise God every day, and I'm so thankful that uh, she did uh, pull me into this because I was was very lost. I didn't understand. I didn't know. I did not know. And she knew, and she saw, um, and so she didn't want, you know, her grandchildren to go into this system. So anyway, um, Uh when I was in middle school and her youngest son, my husband now, uh, was in middle school, she, something came home about uh, sex ed, and so she didn't like what was going on, she didn't agree with it, she went up to the school to find out what was going on, and realized that it was much worse than what she had thought, um, and that really began her um, decades-long journey in education policy, so um, we'll fast forward some years, and uh, Common Core came along, and she was, she led the fight in South Carolina and across the country, too, against Common Core. Uh, she was very vocal, and um, I'm sorry, um, after the fight against Common Core, she was talking to um, people like her from across the country who were having the same issues where their state legislators were saying, oh, our hands are tied, we can't control anything, the federal government um, controls it, 
and they were rebranding the Common Core Standards. Um, like here in South Carolina, our Education Oversight Committee on the state level did a comparison of the standards that they had to rewrite and uh, compared them to the Common Core, and they found out that they were 92% aligned to Common Core, and that was after um, our state legislator passed two laws to put back in cursive writing and math facts, and I realized, uh, or I became aware the past month that we're not even teaching that anyway. The teachers in this classrooms are saying, we're not, that's not being taught. So it's in there, but it, that's mm-hmm. not being taught. Um, so they tricked mm-hmm. us. Um, and... After that happened, she banded together with people from across the country, leaders in their states, to form United States Parents Involved in Education in 2014. And that's when I began working for her, um, was shortly after that. And so, um, that's been about seven years ago. We were fighting to close the Federal Department of Education and end all federal education mandates. Uh, but now that Biden has uh, stolen um, the administration, um, we kind of shifted focus, and we are um, going to help empower and equip parents to fight back um, and take control of their local school boards. And that's what I want to get into as well with the, the guide that we created for parents to fight back. Well, now, um, just to uh, go back to something, because there's for people who, and even for me, um, just to get into a little more detail, what, what, who, who, <laughs> Who was the one or what groups were the ones who uh, got Common Core into the schools in the first place? And what was that? Or, yes, what was it when it was called that? Oh, my. Okay. Um, Common Core was ushered in to every state um, through a grant, competitive grant opportunity under the Obama administration. So when Obama was in office, the Department of Education under him sent out a grant opportunity where states could apply for money. But they had to adopt, number one, they had to adopt the Common Core state standards, which weren't even written yet. Um, and the state standards, people say that they were written by, you know, the states and the governors and all of that, but that's not true at all. Um, it was actually written by nope. um, a group called Achieve, um, A-C-H-I-E-V-E, and David Coleman, um, he's the president of the college board. I think he still is. Um, and they were funded by Bill and Melinda Gates primarily. Um, so <laughs> totally the opposite. Wow, you, know, you, know, be. You, know, Dad, you know what's interesting? Can I just add that David Coleman that, has no education background? Yes, none uh-huh. of these people have any experience writing curricula, um, you know, anything like Absolutely. that. Um, so it's, it's insane. Uh-huh. And almost every state adopted um, or accepted the money um, to adopt that stuff before the standards are written. But they also had to establish, and this is what's interesting, too, that not a lot of people talk about, uh, they had to establish a state longitudinal data system for all to keep track of all the data that would be collected from implementing the Common Core state standards. So um, it was a total bribe, um, Every state did it, and then whenever the states realized that it was an abysmal failure, um, they all, you know, tried to get out of it, but it was too late. And so a lot of states tried to rewrite the standards like we did in South Carolina, but the legislators are so influenced that, like I mentioned, you know, it's still pretty much 100% aligned to what it was before, Um, but they tricked the parents, you know. So, okay. You know, what's, what's interesting, though, is when you scratch the surface of things that are bad for America, you come back to Obama and Bill Gates, you know, same thing with the <laughs> coronavirus. Um, oh, but absolutely. It, what, exactly. So, so was it, I mean, who, who were the, what did these achieve people and David Coleman, I mean, they were the progressives of back then and they were helped by um, aided and abetted by Obama or, or instigated by Obama? Was that it back then as well? Yes. Well, um, I actually think... Go ahead, Sandy. No, I was going to say, wasn't race to the top under Bush? Bush had something to do with this, too. It was 2008, 2009. Um, uh, you're right, you're right. 
So if Bush would I think what's Bush important, but but they they you know Bush <laughs> didn't really do anything good for education policy. <clears throat> nope. Well, yeah, but okay, maybe he didn't, but he certainly wouldn't have. He doesn't have the same goals as the people today do in terms of progressive kinds of goals and so on. So so sure. what? Okay, so in in Common Core. Um, were there the same kinds of critical race theory and comprehensive sex education as there would did that start back then? Well, I can answer the critical race theory um, aspect of it. Uh, critical race theory has been in the colleges and universities for decades, um, but it's, it's just now really coming down into K-12. And I think maybe not blatantly critical race theory in Common Core back then, but identity politics, um, you know, that kind of thing. And especially the misrepresentation of uh, history, you know, revisionist history, that's definitely in Common Core. Um, and that's where we get this critical race theory in 1619 Project, um, yes. I think. Yes. You know, it was just the, the forerunner, shall I say. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, okay... So, how come, I mean, I know uh, there was some criticism of Common Core. I mean, also there was, there was this crazy math stuff, which I don't quite get. I mean, was that, um, was it because problems had to do, I mean, I know these days there are problems that really it's not really math, it's critical race theory, you know, that kind of thing. But, like, how come parents didn't um, rise up back then and do something, or maybe, or did they? <laughs> They did. Um, Common Core was the last, I think, huge wave of parents who woke up and stood up and said, we're, we're not going to accept this. Um, and now, I, Sandy, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I think we haven't seen an uprising like the one from Common Core um, till now with the critical race theory. And the mask exactly. stuff, really, too. Uh, that's a huge issue for parents. They are so sick of masking their children. But yeah. that's another that's yep. another issue. <laughs> you know, I think one of the things that I finally realized, you know, we fought Common Core for so many years, and I think we got so focused on the difference in the language and the history and the math that we didn't see Common Core for what it is. And I, I've, it's not that I haven't heard it other places, but I saw Common Core in the end, or just a few years ago, as the Trojan horse. It got its mm-hmm, way inside. Mm-hmm. It's the very mm-hmm. reason we have critical race theory. It's the very reason we have comprehensive sexuality education. Once it got inside, they knew they had it. You know, um, the federal educate the Department of Education has tried for years outcome based education goals two thousand. There have been so many programs that fizzled out. Common Core hasn't fizzled out. In fact, the only state that I know of that truly doesn't have Common Core that has not rebranded it is Florida. That's right. Everyone else has renamed it, changed the name. And um, I was going to talk about that building the machine. So back in 2013. Can we we need to take a break right now and we'll get back to that. We'll go back. I didn't want to interrupt you because... All of this is so nope. important, but we do need to take a break. Um, my guests are Sandy Tarosian and April Few. Um, they are representatives of the U.S. Parents Involved in Education, and you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and we'll be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? 
call the Terrorism Hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about schools sell out kids to critical race theory and twisted sex ed. And my guests are Sandy Tarosian and April Few, and they are leaders of the organization called U.S. Parents Involved in Education. And um, before the break, Sandy, you were talking about um, how Common Core was the Trojan horse, which made it easier to bring in um, what we now have, you know, critical race theory and comprehensive sexuality education. Um, and, you yep. know, I guess people weren't, weren't paying enough attention. Apparently, you guys were trying to help and trying to stop it, but it is an amazingly powerful lobby or group um, and only po- more powerful now. So t- go back to, um, take, continue where you left off. Okay. Well, um, you know, I do. I just think everything has been sitting inside that Trojan horse, and so many things have come out of um, our teachers' unions, the United Nations, places where people would never suspect it. And you mentioned something about, like, what is so bad about Common Core? And I think most of us that have... Um, researched it in depth, know that it, it truly is an intentional dumbing down and indoctrination of our children. I mean, that is the basis. And um, one of the things that Abel was talking about is um, they built longitudinal data systems. And what that means, it's easier now to send a child's data, to send the information collected on a child every time they log into their computer Their information is live. Now, it can go from state to state very easily. And the reason that longitudinal data systems were installed in our schools was because in 2010, President Obama gutted something called FERPA, the Family Education Rights and Privacy Act. And up until 2010... FERPA protected your children's data. It could not be sold to third-party individuals. It was safe. And he gutted FERPA so that now your child's personal data, their personal information, can be collected and sold without your consent. So that's why computers are so dangerous in our schools. They're using Google. They're using Chromebooks. Their information is live once they use their login. So those uh-huh. longitudinal mm-hmm. data systems, very, very dangerous. So um, now you, oh, you mentioned something about um, you were going to tell us what building the machine was in 2013. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So in, my sister was a homeschooler. And in 2013 was really, even though Common Core was, had already been pretty much developed, it was quite the buzzword. And I had talked to my sister-in-law, who was a teacher. What do you think of Common Core? She said, actually, Sandy, I, I think it's going to be okay. And she, I trust her so much. She's been teacher of the year. And so I kind <laughs> of let things kind of settle, you know, settle. And then my sister one day, that buzzword kept coming up, and I think this was in 2014, and I asked my sister, I said, Kelly, 
So what do you think about Common Core? And she said, well, have you watched Building the Machine? And I said, no. She said, well, you know what? Instead of me sitting and explaining about Common Core, why don't we hang up and you can pull that up? Now, it's been years since I watched it, but I believe it's 39 minutes long and featured on In Building the Machine is Drs. Stotsky and Dr. Milgram. And they were initially on the team to write the standards. And I, I remember hearing Dr. Stotsky on the video say we were all kind of, you know, brought into this room and all the doors were shut. And she said the first red flag was what we discuss in here should not be discussed outside these doors. Hmm. And she said, we're, we're just writing standards. We're, you know, there's nothing beyond that. Well, they wrote the standards and changes were made. So doctors Milgram and Stotsky were on the validation committee. And so when the validation committee was brought in to approve the standards, there were five, including Milgram and Stotsky, that would not sign off on the standards. And they were expunged from the record, which I had to look up expunged. I'm sorry. They were removed <laughs> as if they never existed. Huh. So they are the ones that produced and made building the machine. So I hmm. highly recommend parents see that. So this whole thing, I mean, um, this whole idea of, again, the, the goal of destroying the American family, just destroying American values, destroying America so that they can bring in Marxism <laughs> and communism um, you know, basically what you're saying is, and, and uh, well, I mean, I know it's been around, the ideas have been around for a long time, but, um, but in terms of our children, uh, Common Core, so, so Common Core came in in what year? It kind of started creeping its way into schools, I want to say 2012, 2013, but nobody knew about it. Of course, we don't want to tell parents. Uh-huh, but I would uh-huh. say it was in... I would say 2014 was the year that it was definitely in all our schools. So, okay, and then in 2014 is when you founded Parents Against Common Core. So how do you, I mean, um, did you make any headway with that? And how do you, like, what are you doing differently now with the, um, you know, the worst, uh, problem of sex ed and critical race theory. Like, in other words, well, did you I learn that, things from yeah. that? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, what I did is back then, basically, there were a lot of us on our own, I would say. Um, I went up and down um, the state of California giving a presentation on Common Core, doing my best to get the word out. I was at every board meeting. Um, I was definitely hated. <laughs> I will say that. And, um, but it was such a, a difficult thing to do on your own. Not that I didn't have people that came on board, but you know when you've really got something that you think people are going to understand and grasp, they didn't. And so here, and I, I kept having to remind myself, by the way, um, I did forget one thing about building machine at the very end. I am a, I am a believer And I really believed at the end of that 39 minutes, the Lord said, I want you to inform parents. And Mm. the key to that is when they, when they wouldn't listen and they wouldn't um, join the charge and join the fight, I had to be reminded, I'm not there to change their mind. I'm there just to inform them about what is going on. And I really think that doing that laid the groundwork, but being that I felt alone, I can't even truly remember the first time I heard about U.S. Pi, but I thought, that's it. This is a group that we Uh are like-minded, and this is the way that we can get things done. And I have to admit, even this has been a long road. It hasn't been easy. And although I'm sorry that critical race theory and comprehensive sexuality education are now in our schools, but those are the two things that are waking parents up. And I'm so thankful that U.S. Pi has this opportunity to give parents the tools they need to fight these. So it was U.S. Pi, and um, 
it's it's been a godsend. So April, um, how many people? I mean, do you have memberships? I mean, I looked at your website. Um, it's a great website, and you're in the midst of doing this documentary, which is like amazing. Um, and so, how many members do you have? That's a great question. Um, we have chapter presidents from across the country, and right now we've got about uh, between 15 and 20. Um, some have to drop off on personal issues, and then we'll gain a new one. Um, and then within each state, we have members. Um, so on our general social media, it's about 10,000. Um, our mailing list is a few thousand. Um, so if that kind of gives you an idea. But our uh-huh. membership is made up of parents, former educators, uh, doctors of psychiatry, um, I mean, all kinds of different people, lawyers, uh, professors of humanities. One of our high chapter presidents is an actual college professor. Um, and we're, we're just parents. We're grassroots people who see the problems. We've been fighting uh, boots on the ground for decades, and now it's getting so bad. Our children are being taught through critical race theory, to hate their country and to hate each other. They're being pinned against one another. Um, this, it's totally Marxist. It's identity politics using the color of someone's skin. We've done this already. This was... We, I thought we had overcome this, and it shocks me that we have to... Uh, parents have to stand up and fight back against this, but U.S. Pi has developed a guide with several clear points um, on how parents can get involved, go to their school board meetings, and make sure that this does not get adopted um, by the school boards into their schools. Yes. Um, you know... And the guide, I'm sorry, the guide, you can download, actually, our whole guide at our website, uspi.org. Just want to get that out there yes. so people can go and, um, yes, you know, yes. look I for want, themselves. Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, what about, are you thinking of getting a, um, um, doing, what's the word I'm looking for, um, you know, in Washington, going to D.C. and doing, um, what do you call that? <laughs> when you, um, you know, Bobby? You someone or a company. Lobbying. Thank you. Yes. Have you? Do you have any lobbyists? No. Um, lobbying right now is contingent upon funding, so that we could uh, maybe pay someone to yes. do that. Uh, we don't really yes, currently have one course. in the D.C. area, but that would be. Yes. <laughs> we did meet with legislators in 2017. We went to D.C. Yeah, met with them, <laughs> and um, it was very interesting the feedback that we got. You know, we gave them our blueprint at the time on how to close the Federal Department of Education. It was a very extensive uh, blueprint on how and what it would look like because U.S. Pi doesn't just talk uh, talking points about closing this and shutting this down and stopping that. We have um, pragmatic, practical points on how uh, it can be done. Well, okay, but I mean, I think it's a little easier to try to change what is being taught than, ju- than to ch- close down the whole thing. Um, but, um, you know, when, when is it, I mean, yes, just to go, go back a little bit to what they're teaching, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, you, met, you were starting to talk about critical race theory, and yes, the gist of it is um, that they are, I mean, we're all being made, I mean, in schools, the kids are being made, uh, just like adults in, in, uh, through the media and so on are being made to feel guilty um, through, you know, yes, the change, this whole thing about how history was uh, taught, began being taught, presumably beginning in Common Core, but um, how, how we're, kids are being, even grade school, uh, grammar school kids who don't know any better, don't have things to, uh, to compare it to, are being taught that, um, we should, that white people, white supremacy, white people should feel guilty for um, you know, putting down blacks and keeping opportunities from blacks and all of that. And, I mean, it's so hard for an elementary school, even a junior high school kid, to sort of comprehend. And to the point that they comprehend it, basically the message is to feel guilty. You're doing something bad to black students if you're white, and black students are made to feel uh, 
you know, don't you, these whites, you're, you can't be friends with these white students because they're out to get you. You know, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. I'll never forget, and this is so counterproductive because prejudice is based upon fear. And all we have seen in this past year and in these courses and so on uh, is fear, are things to make us afraid, like this past year with all the riots, the George Floyd riots and so on, with, with primarily black people, although it was amazing to see how many white people, you know, because of what they learned in school, um, were marching and so on. But still, you know, that makes people afraid, and um, it does not do, <laughs> it does not work to lessen racism, it increases racism. But I was trying to say, when I was a kid, my mother bought me a book. I don't know if you, it would be amazing if either of you had heard of this. I don't remember the name of it, and I would wish I had it. Um, Still had it. But um, it was about a black bunny and a white bunny. It might have been called Black Bunny, White Bunny, (laughs) something simple like that. And it was um, about, like, for example, it started with a white bunny uh, walking out into the street, going out, chasing a ball into the street, and getting run over by a white bunny. So a white bunny is run over by a white bunny in a car, and then he's taken to the hospital, and he's fixed by a black bunny. And that you get the gist. (laughs) You know, it's like Mm -hmm. you might expect, you might expect that the bad people doing the bad things are the black bunnies, you know, but it's the opposite. And um, it was a very, you know, it was a small book, and it was, uh, but it made the point, and um, it certainly, you know, it certainly had more of an impact of why you should be um, tolerant and nice to everybody, you know, rather than saying, oh, this, <laughs> it was bad for this white bunny to think. I don't know. You know, it, 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 there was no critical race theory involved, um, no hatred involved. It was just making a point very uh, profoundly. Neither of you have come across that book by any chance? I haven't. No, I, I don't not. think so. Now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would love... I, I would love to find it, and, and you know, that we need books like that. It would be great to bring that back into print, is what I'm thinking. Um, Oh, God, these, uh, these, these, <laughs> these interruptions, these breaks, they're coming too quickly. Um, okay, yes, we do need to take another break. But when we come back, we will continue. My guests, April Few and Sandy Tarosian, and we will continue talking about uh, schools selling out our kids to critical race theory and twisted sex ed. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866- 
472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, because I want to get right back into it. We're talking about school sell-out kids to critical race theory and twisted sex ed. And by twisted sex ed, um, I just want to, you know, describe that a little bit. Um, we are not saying, I'm sure neither I nor my guests, April Few and Sandy Tarosian, are saying that there is anything wrong with being gay or, um, you know, and having, expressing your sexuality um, if it's a natural kind of thing. But that is not what is happening here. What is happening here is um, in, in, uh, in the sex ed, the uh, comprehensive sexuali- sexuality education, what is happening here is that kids, little kids, first, we're talking first grade, um, and up, mm-hmm. all kids are being taught that not to embrace or, or believe the, um, the sex organs you were born with, never mind that, it is not cool. If you're born with a penis, don't be a boy. If you're born with a vagina, don't be a girl. That is not cool anymore. It is more cool to be trans or to be gay or, or some combination of all the varia- variations there are um, today. Now, so, it, it, I mean, I've been actually recently... Um, I, I happen to, it seems like I'm hearing, no matter who I'm talking to, it seems like someone is talking about, and, and these are like average, you know, people. <laughs> um, someone is talking about their kid becoming trans or their kid, be, um, some variation. And again, I am not putting things, things down if this is what a child is naturally being drawn to, but that is not what, is, what we're talking about. We're talking about being convinced, and it is having, apparently, it is having a very huge effect because kids are feeling that they are not cool unless they're non-binary, for example, or, um, you know, right. some other name for it. Some other name for not being the sex or the gender that you were born into. And there really are two sexes, you know? <laughs> there are yep, other right. than... There's a, a very there's a very tiny percentage of people who ha- are born with hormonal imbalances and um, have you know different genetic composition and so yes um, they may be born with one uh, um, um, <laughs> one sex organ or the other and there may be a confusion but we're talking that is a tiny tiny percent that that's not what this is about they're not addressing that they're just convincing you and why again the whole point is to mix people up the same thing for the cancel culture canceling monopoly canceling dr seuss all of this is the same it is about destroying Mm -hmm. the values you were brought up with the things that you enjoy so that uh, it will break down the American family and then break down America. Did one of you want to jump in here? I like. Um, I think the last sentence that you said is the goal to break down America, because everything that's coming go. down from the federal government, especially in education, is is to break down the family and to break down America. They're pinning kids against each other. They're teaching children that America is racist. If America is racist, if the founders of America are racist, if everything is just inherently racist, then the only way to, to change it is to destroy it, right? I mean, we've got to start uh-huh. over. We have to start from scratch. Um, I wasn't even planning to say that, but when you said that last thing, that's exactly what they're doing. Um, and so... If everybody would go to uspi.org, right on our homepage, there's a guide and resources for parents to fight back against this garbage. Um, They need to go to their school board meetings. They need to start recording those meetings, posting them live on social media. You need to join a local coalition, uh, join with parents, teachers, administrators, um, you know, go to your school board members and ask them if they support this stuff, you know we got to be involved and engaged so that it doesn't get to yep. our schools. Um, we also need to ensure proper, proper training for school board members because a school board member gets elected and then they go to a certain orientation or training where they're just brainwashed and they're pressured yes. and intimidated into falling in line. 
Um, we also need to look at legislative remedies and having our state legislators pass legislation to ban critical race theory and comprehensive sexuality education on the state level. Um, you know, you can also join the movement at uspi.org so you can get involved in your local state chapter. And, uh, you know, go talk to your black friends. Go talk and to the black people in your community. If you have an issue with that, then that's fine. You know, it all comes down to respect on an individual level. And what I teach my children from the Bible um, is that the Lord doesn't look on the outward appearance. He looks on the heart. And so that's what children have always been taught. Treat others how you should be, how you want to be treated. That's what my parents always taught me. Is that how you would, would you want that person to do that to you? Then you don't do that to them. And it's as simple as that. And what's happening is the school is coming in now and replacing the family and replacing the Bible. Um, And Mm -hmm. we're seeing the results of that with the burning and the looting and the the socialism and the Marxism. So, yeah, Yeah, can I focus a little bit bit on the comprehensive sexuality education? Can I focus a bit on the comprehensive? I just want parents to understand that this isn't the sex education that we grew up with. Um, it's a rights-based approach to sex education. So they are teaching our children to advocate from a very young age, as you had said, doctor, for their sexual rights. So gone are the days of basic anatomy and physiology, human reproduction. Instead, they are sexualizing, perverting, and confusing our kids by, by pushing this politically correct gender-bending doctrine to normalize aberrant sex practices, and parents need to realize that it's working. Um, CSE, in a nutshell, goes far beyond sex education and is a dangerous assault on the health and innocence of our children. It's not teaching them about responsible choices. It's about sexualizing them at an early age through lessons that encourage high-risk sexual behaviors. And parents need to know that I know it depends on the school. I know it depends on the curriculum they choose. There are six different curriculums available in California, and they promote anal and oral sex. They promote homosexuality and bisexual behavior, transgender ideology, sexual pleasure, yes, as young as kindergarten. And as you said, they don't have to be taught but they're now promoting individual and mutual masturbation, condom and Mm. dental dam use. I didn't know what a dental dam was. And so parents just need to understand and know what they can do. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the idea of teaching young children, young children, um, that anal and oral, I mean, first of all, why do you have to teach? (laughs) You know. uh, Thank you. It, it's just, it's just, um, it is mind blowing, and I think part of the problem, like, um, is is getting people to recognize the the ultimate goal that it's not just you can't just like look at one thing individually or separately. The sex ed from the race theory, um, you have to combine it and understand what the purpose, the point of it in terms of destroying America is. Um, people get lost. Absolutely. In, in thinking, well, you know, uh, what's wrong with te- teaching kids about sex? I mean, what's wrong with it? First of all, you know, the, the, if this program keeps on going, um, all kids are going to be, there are not going to be any more heterosexual kids. And we're not going to have any more right. Americans. There's going to be well, a very low birth rate because um, people are going to be off pleasuring themselves or <laughs> just having yeah. um, gay sex. It's. I mean, I'm laughing because it's it's ridiculous, but it's unbelievable that it's it's so that it is happening to such a, a major level. Um, you know, I, I think when I I first woke up to this, uh, to the extent of this, during the riots, and um, when I read an article about how a teacher, um, an architecture teacher, uh, from a college, was helping students know how to topple statues, the easiest way to topple statues. And I thought, a teacher is, te- is helping kids to topple statues? What? 
And then I just started looking into the whole thing and um, being blown away by the the pervasiveness of everything. Mm-hmm. Well, well we you mentioned something about of, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, we only have a couple of minutes left, so why don't each of you um, make some last point that you'd like? Um, uh, I just think it's so important for parents to educate themselves. They need to communicate with teachers and school administrators. Um, I think April covered that. They have to attend school board meetings. They need to review all their district's curriculum on CRT and CSE, and that's just not books. That is all supplemental material. Those people that are going to be invited in to speak to the students, videos, cartoons, any kind of a game. There's a condom relay race that parents need to know about this kind of stuff. God, and educate your children at home about sex. Yes, yes. They take advantage of the fact that parents feel awkward about talking about the birds and the bees. Um, April, do you want to finish it off and again give out the website? That's right. Yeah, parents, don't feel uncomfortable talking to your kids about sex because the school certainly certainly is not uncomfortable talking to your kid about it. U.S. Pi never recommends that people put their parents put their children in government school, but if they do. I highly recommend that you go to uspi.org, download the guide for fighting critical race theory. Um, It can help. You can apply it to other issues as well. Uh, Join the movement at our website. And uh, we also have a a documentary that will be released at the end of this year. Um, We are finishing it up, uh, looking for donations as well to help complete that. Um, We're we're very close. Um, Truthandliesfilm.us is the website for that. It's Truth and Lies and American Education is the name of the documentary. And uh, thank you so much for letting us talk about this stuff. You're very welcome. And let me just um, make sure uh, to, stay, to state that on the website, on USPIE.org, um, you'll also be able to download the USPI position on comprehensive sexuality education and the Parents' Guide and yes. Resources to Fight yes. Critical Race Theory. And both of them, I mean, they both give good um, suggestions, recommendations, and they can be used sort of interchangeably. The point is to get the attention and to have enough, enough backing um, to make these things change. And I think, I mean, at least I hope you're looking up because um, as we were talking about at the beginning, the fact that um, parents are more aware of these things because of, of kids doing Zoom um, for classes, um, you know, I think has awakened, <laughs> awakened a lot of parents. And um, it can be, you know, it, it, it's not easy because, like, for example, the schools that I mentioned in New York City where I, I was tweeting about, you know, the parents went to the school board or went to the principal first, actually, and, um, you know, they were outraged. And, yes, they did have to fight, and they do have to fight. I mean, of course, in a private school, you fight by taking your kid out of that school. You know, you don't give them the thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, but, uh, and obviously, uh, if, it's, if it's public school, I mean, you, need to find, you need to find a different school or a charter school or some school that isn't infected yet with these um, outrageous and destructive uh, classes. Well, thank you again, um, I'd like to thank my guests uh, for for being on the show. This is so important. And um, April Few and Sandy Tarosian, and uh, keep up the good fight because because it's it's fighting for the minds and the health of of kids and of the, of America. So thank you, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.